How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. I'm back! Yeah, there you go. You didn't like... You know, I was away, and uh, that shouldn't matter to anyone, um, but I specifically said to the kids in the studio on the parenting show, Peanut Crispo, and this show, and after this, the dating relationship show, I said, please, no parties unless mommy's here, right? And what did they do? They had big, rip-roaring Dean, big, nudie parties here in the studio. Not when I was in. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. I think you do. Well, uh... No, we didn't even have like any like those Italian cookies or anything when you were away. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no fun. That's the problem. You guys starved because I wasn't here. Yeah, there was no food. Uh, there was no uh, Instagram models or whoever you hired that <laughs> one week to be in here and laugh at my jokes. Like a techie Tom, love that. I know. You yeah. know what? But it's like it's okay when I'm here, it, except for the bitchy part. It's it's but it's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Is it nice? Is it ba- good to be back? In yeah, because my kids drove me nuts. It was great yeah. for about five minutes. So now I'm with you guys. It's good. We've got Just for Laps coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. I'm heading out July 26th. And this is a JFL dedicated show because we have the crew, some of the crew from the Homegrown. What, what? Hey, Homegrowners. Yeah. Homegrowners. Courtney Gilmore, Sam Burns, and Foad. HP. HP. That's me. And then we have <laughs> a viewer um, list sitting in watching MC Giuseppe. Hello, MC Giuseppe. Hello, hello. He is a kind of comedy guy too, but he's watching. He's obviously a more visual effect to his hair. <laughs> that, we yeah. need a little bit of a cut, I think. It's you for t- it's for roller coasters. D- can you guys smell the <laughs> cologne from here, or is that just me? I definitely can. I have no sense of smell, but he comes what in the room where we do. <laughs> I like the hair because it's like a chef's hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Arby's. Theater of the mind here on radio. Yeah. Okay, so it's a very exciting time. And I remember Martha Chavez said once, like, JFL is the Olympics. It's, no, it's a Super Bowl of comedy, right? Yeah. This is it for all of us. This mm-hmm. is the big grand poobah. So that's why we're going to spend a lot of time on it here at Inside Jokes. Dean? Yeah, it's like summer camp for comedians. Like, is it's it? it's weird because you... When summer you, camp. It really is because when you go there, there's obviously the hierarchy of, you know, fame and all that stuff. And there's a ton of U.S. comics that come. But it's this one week during, like, the bulk of it where really everybody feels part of the same industry and part of the same community. Like, even though you well know said. there's a hierarchy, you yeah. don't feel it, right? Like, you're going to all these industry things together and everybody's like, you're a comic, I'm a comic, let's have a good time. Very well said. Right? Because it's funny, I, since I typically in life have no concept of, like, anything of that nature, I have no concept that there's different tiers. I think I'm right up there. Like, when I see Jerry Seinfeld, I'm going to walk right up to him. I'm yeah. sure there'll be 19 people between me and him, but I will do that. Well, I would like to go up to Jerry Seinfeld, too, and tell him. Uh, I'm not going to hug did, him. I did colleges, my friend. It was fine. <laughs> they were in northern Alberta, problem? but still, yeah. yeah. Are you going to ask him for a hug? Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> hugging. Um, but it's it's a jam-packed show. Last year, or no, it was two years ago when I walked up to Bill Burr. Because when you're in the Hyatt Bar, you could pretty well, as media, walk up to uh, people. Yeah. Um, and so I'm walking towards him, and I have this big, like... Uh, look on my face like oh my god it's bill burr i'm gonna get to talk to him here i go and bam the six foot five manager walks in between him and i puts his hand up in front of me he goes yeah no and i'm like no i have this interview what would i do they go no you have to because certain interviews you have to book ahead and others you could just like when i saw dimarera dimarera yeah. i love dimarera 
and Jessica Curson, and some of them you just walk up to them and you just go, "Hey, can I interview?" And you, some of them done. are pretty lax. Some of them yep. uh, don't don't just want to be Facebook lived randomly at the Hyatt Bar. Which you is know what? Unknowingly, don't go knock figure. me for that. <laughs> some some of them are lax. Some of them need yeah. to relax. We need relax. to relax. <laughs> I remember somebody doing that to that same year, doing that to Dave Chappelle too. He was like sitting out on the patio, yes. and he was sort of. It, that Smoking year was a his, joint. Yeah, and that, yeah. Uh, cigarettes. He loves cigarettes. Yes. But that was that was his like big comeback year, right? Yes. Where he was like working on the stuff that became those two specials. That's right. But he, you could tell he was like he's sort of like shadow boxing, and he's walking around. And he's like running through the paces in his head. He's got music playing off his phone. You could tell he was there hanging out with all of us, but at the same time, you could tell like he's in his own space, yes. kind of give him space. And this guy came up right, wasn't even in the festival, just came up off the street, somehow got back there. And like reached around Chappelle and like forced him into a selfie. Yeah, and you don't do that. Basically, with got escorted away. Yeah, yeah. I you can't do that. I only did that a it few times. Me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I'm very lucky to have uh, the capability and opportunity to talk to the people I have. I'm very excited about this year. It's a big year, and of course, the talent in the room. We're going to get right to them, um, to the folks who are going to part of the homegrown which is an integral part uh, courtney gilmore i love you i was watching you. you i just can't get enough of watching you and sam burns and foad with some of the members here in the studio more uh after the break with dean young santa Cruz on inside jokes talk radio am 640 hey this is russell peters and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. And uh, that's where you come. You come right here. And uh, even Dean Young's here. Even Dean. Uh, and Santa Carusi. Yeah. Even Dean Young. We talk here. comedy. Even with Dean Young, we talk comedy. <laughs> yeah. And Santa Carusi here. And we have a, a jam packed room full of homegrowners. Courtney, the Groaners, Courtney Gilmore, Sam Burns, and Foad HP. And before the break, um, I mean, the, the essence of homegrown is what? What is the essence of that competition? Besides I, what it sounds like. I Please think don't it's make just fun of me. the Canadian comics introduction to the festival. For the most part, some people do get to skip it, but it, uh, almost everyone who is doing the festival for the first time, you come in through homegrown. It's kind of like how oh, the gateway. Into, like, entry yeah. level. Yeah, entry level. Okay. And then after that, you get to go on to do. Hopefully. Not everyone. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people who did homegrown and then just. Disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a good calling card, too. Like, it's that big rite of passage, right? Because right. everybody in the industry is there, like all the bookers and agents and all this stuff. Like, everybody really does pay attention to that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys don't bomb, otherwise you're finished. Yeah, if you, yeah. Don't, if you don't come back, that's on you. Like, yeah. They, you yeah. have all the opportunity to show there them you that go. you belong there. Yeah, right. so even if you don't, because obviously only one person takes the night at the end, but, but the people who have passed through that typically end up being vetted and put on a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And it's a good career launcher for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's now definitely a step up. We were talking before the break about where you guys started doing... Uh, so, Courtney, you talked about some rooms. Because uh, that's very important, right? Like, not everybody goes through the Humber program. Sam did. That helps because it automatically gets you on Yuck Yucks Tuesday nights on Richmond Street. Yep. And um, Mark Breslin was in a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about that. And for any comic, to get stage time is really important. Um, and actually, uh, Jim Carrey's new show, I'm Dying Up Here, is about that. It's the comics back in the 70s. Um, what city does it take place in, guys? L.A., I think. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, L.A., of course. And uh, there's like at the time maybe two rooms or three rooms, and so you're fighting for that stage time. But now, I, definitely when I started actually in the 90s, there was um, uh, Yuck Yucks and uh, Laugh Resort. 
which was one location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yuck Yucks didn't have all the locations. So right. I'm now that old person goes, back in my day, there was none of those fabulous rooms. But it's so nice to see producers, even Dino Young, even again. Um, Dean O. Young. I produce shows. Dean produces shows. We produce shows together. Very Irish. Foad, where did you, where was your Dean first? Dean O. Young. My, my, my first set was at the Legendary Spirits show. And oh, Legendary. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. It's, it's, I, uh, I, I had a friend, who Alex Nikolov, who had just started stand-up prior to me. And I told him, like, hey, I want to try stand-up. He's like, well, I know someone because I just started. And then I went to Spirits. I met Joanna Downey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the she, late Joanna, the late Joanna Lovely. Downey, the, the legendary Joanna Downey, and she she's like, yeah, email me. She gave me a spot. It happened to be on my birthday, so they have a reason to celebrate my birthday. That's funny. Nice. I did my first one on my birthday <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't wow. like celebrating my birthday, but now that it's like my comedy <laughs> anniversary, I'm like, nice. Something yeah. oh, I nice. did. And yeah. Sam, how did your first uh, set go my first when you did set it? Ever, ever. Uh, was very weird. Uh, I did a competition called Funniest Kid. Mm-hmm. I was about 18. Oh, where and, was that? Uh, it was in Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep, Funniest Kid in the GTA took place in Richmond Hill. And then, at uh, a daycare. I, you know, at a caulking uh, factory. No joke. <laughs> at a caulking factory. See, comedy's done everywhere. Take everywhere. the stage. And uh, I went in and it was actually with DJ uh, who's in Homegrown with oh, us. Oh, Mausner? Mousner, yeah. So, oh, cool. So, and I did it in front of my mom and three judges, and it was very dirty and gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved on to the next round. There you go. Yeah. That's what it takes. And how was yours, Fouad, your first uh, time? I had a really good set. My performance was terrible because I was not a performer at the time, but I had been writing mm. for close to like four or five years before that. So I See, knew. that's key, folks. Let's yeah. just go back to the writing. It's, it's all about so the writing. Important. Yeah. Right? Everybody's yeah. not in their head. Courtney, totally. yeah? Well, you know, my first set actually wasn't an open mic. It was I, my first time doing stand up was at a, a fundraiser when I was in university, <laughs> and I like had organized it and like hired stand ups to come, and they're like, "You should do a set," and I'd never done one. <gasps> it was long and tangential. Yes, <laughs> probably like t- ten minutes of rambling. It was terrible. Uh, luckily, though, it was like I was surrounded by family and friends who were like cushioning me. It was like, yes. oh, you were amazing. I was like, yeah. okay, I guess we'll keep doing it then. <laughs> then I had to go uh, do open mics and figure out. You know what I like <laughs> about bombing best is when your family or friends or whoever's there won't look at you in the eye uh, after. Yeah. Well, you know that one? Everybody's I, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just bombed like a week ago in Vancouver and it was in front of my girlfriend's parents. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and they were sitting in the front and oh. I could see them not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I got off and they're like your energy is great (laughs) (laughs) were they they wearing my t-shirt that i gave them no that would be (laughs) 10 times worse (laughs) so um uh sam sorry uh what do you why do you think you bombed why do you think that set bombed uh i ate so much pasta like right before i went up and i was so tired yes and i just knew in my head that this is not gonna go well because i'm so sleepy right now do you know what we all have routines i think i think it's safe to say right some of us don't eat because you want that nervous energy correct Mm -hmm. yes uh i definitely don't drink some people have to have a drink Mm -hmm. some people have to have a smoke Mm -hmm. whatever it is and once you screw up that uh, that happened to me a couple of weeks ago at my own event again it was an event for me Peter Anthony came out to perform uh, and um, <laughs> I, I was warming up the audience for him and he goes okay no let the band go on before I come on and that, that's how bad it was uh, but, but I screwed up I had wine and everything else and anyway you can't screw it up we'll talk more about that with the gang from Homegrown JFL here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640 
This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. This is the show that you want to listen to about comedy. And new comics and veteran ones. Like coming up later in the show, we got Tom Segura, who I love. Yeah. Dean, you did that exclusive interview with I him. D- I did that specifically because of his bit about diarrhea. I Paint love, the bowl is my. You know what one. I love because I was supposed to. I was too sick to do that interview, but I what I wanted to ask him was his sex uh, bit because yeah. his girlfriend or wife Christina Pershinsky mm-hmm. Pershinsky is a very funny comedian herself. So I was dying to ask him that. So he's supposed to be at JFL. I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, stalking him basically. He's double dipping this year, so you can stalk JFL him in Montreal and Toronto. JFL 42 in September here in yeah. Toronto. Uh, now we're though we're talking about JFL Montreal, the homegrown competition with Courtney Gilmore, Sam Burns, and Foad HP. Woo-woo. Like the sauce. Like the sauce. Oh yeah. We were talking about uh, <laughs> bombing before the break because it's all it's part of this game, and you got to pick yourself up and get back into it, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam, for you, it was last week in front mm-hmm. of your girlfriend's parents, mm-hmm. who you already know was saying, oh my God, you're gonna, you're dating a comic. He's going nowhere. And now look, he's not even funny. Well, <laughs> I must say, she's also a comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. If okay, I may. Thank and All right. the, the lady in question, the mom, has raised two comedians. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Who's the other one? Scott Belford and Claire oh, Belford. Yeah. you're kidding. The Belfords. Okay, I was the wondering the Belford yeah. family. There you go. Yeah. So they've seen lots of bombs. They saw lots me and Scott lot. out okay, there. They've that's seen okay. plenty of bombs. <laughs> and now you explain, now that the Scott's part of it, now I know. Yeah. I, they've yeah. definitely seen but a lot that, of bombs. Yeah. You didn't have to sit in a car with them after bombing. No, that's true, yeah. <laughs> the quiet drive home. I swear I'm funny. I swear. <laughs> um, so uh, we're talking about family's response. How about you, Foad? What's your family saying? Uh, surprisingly for a brown family they're very supportive (laughs) they've been very supportive from the very beginning but like go go get it and uh, actually I was on the phone with my dad when Jesse last called and he was like frustrating the hell out of me because he kept he's one of those dads who just repeats everything and like never learns anything about computers like just do it for me I'm like I can learn it I don't have to keep doing it for you yes and I was just getting frustrated. I'm like, I gotta go, Dad. <laughs> and I got off the phone. I'm like, Oh, who's this number? And I got the listen to the voicemail. I was like, Hey, Zoe from Just for Last. I'm like, Oh my God! I just hung up. I called my dad back. I'm like, I'm sorry, I love you. I got until Just for Last. Bye. <laughs> that's great. Zoe Rabnett calls herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so and she's nice. She's so excited. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, it's like the best time of her, like best day. I think pre JFL is her getting to make those phone calls. Yes. Yeah. Because now there was show. Just so everybody knows how it works, there's showcasing that's been going on for how long, guys? Like Zoe goes out to these showcases. Like what, like March or? Yes, yeah, Yeah. starts around March, but but I think she probably does it because I know she does it down in I think in LA as well. Yes, so she's goes all over. Probably like like at least like two months of showcasing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we'll have to get her on the show. It's a difficult choice, um, obviously, when you're going through all these comics and there's a lot of criteria. And and she they published what the criteria is, right? Yeah, yes, they did. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they did last year. Uh, and well, am I right on that? Or are we talking they, about, they did, yeah. and so did Julie Giles. They put That's out right. like here's sort of how we how we determine uh, what determine we're doing. who yeah. gets up and how we sort of coordinate this festival mm-hmm. because for Homegrown they're picking sort of the best in upcoming okay. Canadian comics, but they do a lot of shows too where it's like variety shows and stuff like yes. that. So it's like comics even in the states that you might not have heard of. So so I, they are going around and showcasing a lot. Yeah, and I want to talk about the amazing Courtney Gilmore who's here who uh is also disabled. Uh you were born without hands. 
Yes, and the leg, the whole package. The Three. whole thing. Three. Wow. Trifecta, right? I want to yeah. just quickly um, about... <laughs> trifecta. And you're very, you're, very, but you're very funny. And do you Thanks. ever think at one point, even at the beginning, it's like, oh, people are just letting me do this because of my disability and... And you um, had to fight harder to be funny because of that? I don't know. Definitely have to fight harder to not think that it's like a gimmick. But I mean, I only write jokes that I find funny. So if people mm-hmm. think that's like, I'm doing it because I'm hacky, that's their, I don't know. I've just, uh, yeah, I've always thought of myself as funny and being able to write jokes that I, that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's been my only goal. For, Especially because I hear so many like p- stupid puns and jokes from just like, like high five strangers. Yeah, yeah. Like every day. So yeah. like, I know what is not good. I know what's yeah. dumb. So, so I've there, heard I, it. I love that you were in a taxi. This is classic. <laughs> you're in a taxi and he asked you how you lost your hand and you said you were born that way. Yeah. And he responds, yeah, my sister has back problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really trying to relate to me. Like, was, that out there. When you said that, I was just <laughs> crying. It was so funny because I, I, I mean, just you relate. Stupid people say stupid things sometimes. Sure. Just, just the idea that he was like, "Oh, I know what yeah. will be able to connect to Definitely. that experience." Back problems, no hands, same thing. <laughs> Listen, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you and me were the same. <laughs> All this laughter already, and it's the homegrowners getting ready for the homegrowners. Their, yeah. their big, the big, the really big show coming here. up. Well, and I think what's nice, too, about this, and this year's lineup is is a great example of this. Like, it's a chance for audiences, especially co- a lot of the comics this year, and I guess it really every year, come from the Toronto pool, right? Because this yeah. is sort of our big hub. But there's so many open mics every night of the week in this city and so many dark little rooms where we're just telling jokes in front of other comics yes. who, are, who don't care. They're just on their phone waiting to go up. Right. This is a perfect chance for audiences to get to know what's actually been growing mm-hmm. and what's actually been changing and happening in the stand-up scene and, and they, what talent's and coming a out. A lot of huge talent has come out of the homegrown competition, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very lucky. But this year's lineup is Marito Lopez, Sam Burns, Courtney Gilmore, DJ Mausner, Roz Doc, Brittany Lysenge, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan Long, Adrian Kronk, Joe Vu, and Foad HP. Yep. Up, up. Yep. Did I get it? Okay. Those last two names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to be Friday, July 28th at 7 o'clock in Montreal at Le, Le Gueux Duvernay Theatre <laughs> at uh, Monument National. Le Petit Chien de la Petite Carteur. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to be there. It always sounds like a flight attendant giving instructions when you hear them. Anyway. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk more. Uh, but after the break, we have the big, big, big boy interview that Dean Young had with Tom Segura, only because I was sick. And that will never happen again. No, joking. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm proud of you, and I, I can't wait to hear it. I'm um, going on the road with them after that. Ta- yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you should. Uh, Tom yeah. Segura <laughs> coming up. Huge interview as we get ready for Just for Laughs 2017 coming up in Montreal starting this week right through to the end of the month. I'm Santa Cruz. See more on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Uh, so we're on the line now with Tom Segura, who is coming to Just for Laughs in Montreal this summer, July 26th, and he'll be back here in Toronto September 30th at the Sony Center. So a lot of uh, listeners to this show probably know Tom best from his two Netflix specials, Completely Normal and Mostly Stories, uh, and you may have caught him last summer at the Oddball Festival here in Toronto. He's appeared on the Joe Rogan Experience, WTF with Mark Marin, and he also has his own podcast uh, with his wife, Christina, Your Mom's House. We have Tom Segura on the line right now. How are you doing, man? Doing great. I'm doing great. 
Thank you for, for having me. No, of course. So we, uh, I, I, the one thing I wanted to ask um, is a lot of audiences, especially here in Canada, really got to know you because of your Netflix specials. Um, and a lot of people are talking right now in Canada about how sort of the advent of Netflix has really brought stand-up back as a revival sort of in Canada. It's gotten sort of a new generation of audiences back into it. How much do you think it's really changed the comedy landscape in the U.S.? Like, has it sort of opened things up to a new audience, or is it just sort of another avenue for you? No, it's bananas, dude. It's, Netflix has completely has completely changed the game, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a perfect, like, just meld of things coming together where they they started this, this platform that has gotten so popular that that and, and, and people that have this service are into stand up and so like they just it's and they're fueling it, you know, it's like yeah. it's a supply demand thing and and you're definitely seeing the the turnout, the numbers are are bananas, like at, at your shows. I mean there's people you know, it, you you have a hundred and I don't know how many. I think one hundred and eighteen million people have Netflix now. Yeah, and that's not even talking about how many people borrow passwords. So it's like it is. It's definitely changed it, man. That they've they've something amazing happened, and you can feel that there's a there's a definite boom going on in the stand up world. There totally is, like because people are just you know sitting at home getting stoned and trolling Netflix for comedy specials and finding out about stand-ups that they probably might not have known about before, and then just showing up at comedy shows. Like here in Toronto, it happens all the time. People will go to places like Comedy Bar just because they're sitting at home watching these specials, and seeing stand-up live was something that maybe had never occurred to them before. I get that all the time, man. I can't tell you how many times after a show, people come up to me and they're like, uh, this, is my, uh, this is my first show. I've never been to a show before. I, I, I used to hear that every once in a while, I hear that after like every show. Like, this is my first show ever. I'm totally into this now, and it's like, oh, it's cool. Like they're discovering this thing. And then the other thing is that, like, as great as specials are to watch, there is nothing like being at a live. Show. You can't you can't mimic that energy. Yeah. So I think once people get a taste of that, they're like, oh man, like being in this room where this is happening in this moment is is like a it's a unique thing. You you, you get addicted to the the charge like the the energetic charge of being in that room. Which is so true, because you kind of, you know, even as an audience member, you feel that wave that's happening in the room, that sort of electricity. I remember a couple of years ago, um, Sarah Silverman said this thing about how, you know, YouTube and the digital age and all that has sort of changed stand-up because people watch stuff online that maybe was a brand new bit that somebody was rolling out for the first time, but it's really not the same as sort of being in that room and watching somebody hone something right before your eyes. It doesn't really do that justice, you know? I think I remember Sarah saying how bad of an idea that is to put up new bits, and I could not agree more with her. It's like people send me links all the time. They're like, hey, I just started stand-up, but you watch this YouTube video. I'm like, you should take that down. It's not good. Like, Stop putting that out there. And I, I, I think there's like this, we live in this age of like, I should share everything that I do. It's like, you don't need to share that. That's not good. No, exactly. It's sort of a numbers game. People are just like, I just need to put out as much content as possible. But no, you really shouldn't. Shouldn't It should be no, just, you should vet that stuff more carefully. Uh, for people who, who caught you at Oddball last summer here in Toronto um, and maybe have checked out your specials, 
you're doing your no teeth, no entry tour right now, which you're bringing to the two uh, Just for Laugh festivals. Um, so how much of a, of a different animal is this new tour versus what people might have caught last year on stage in Toronto? Well, I mean, last year in Toronto, I, uh, you know, I think we do, we were doing 20 minutes set yep. and this will be, a, this will be a 70 minute show. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's the difference between kind of like having a, an appetizer and having the full meal, you know? Yeah. I, I think there might be a, there might be a few minutes of stuff they saw at the, at the oddball show, but you're, you're getting, you know, you're getting a whole different thing. Man. This is, this will be like, this will be the full, the full show. They're and getting the, the, the full Segura. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, it's funny because like, I'm so used to doing long sets and, and most of the people like on oddball are that, you, you know, when you start your career, you do a lot of 15, 20 minute sets. A lot of us found that to be, kind of a challenge like well i'm so used to settling in and doing an hour like how do i how do i do a 20 minute show yeah so um as fun as as oddball is to do because it is a good time i i I far prefer doing a full set we'll come back with uh one more segment with tom segura here you're listening to inside jokes on talk radio am 640 Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. All right, so we've got Tom Segura still on the line with us. Uh, where are you right now, Tom, by the way? I'm in my driveway. You're in your driveway? So I'm in you, my driveway. I'm, yeah. You're, so you're about to head out on the road again then on the No Teeth, No Entry Tour? Yeah, I, I go next week. I'm going to, uh, I'll be in the, like, the, South. I'll be in uh, Virginia and uh, the Carolinas, North and South Carolina, and then I fly home. But uh, I have a, I've had a little break, which is very nice at home. So when you when you're out on the road doing a tour like this, and you're you know kind of hitting s- smaller cities and stuff like that, how local do you like to get with the audiences? Because I know when you did that bit about uh, London, Ontario. Uh, in your special, I know Canadians eat that kind of stuff up. You had the bit about Paris, Texas. How how local do you like to get with your references when you're kind of hitting these small towns and stuff like that? Uh, you know, I, I think it just kind of depends on the night. Like, sometimes, like, there's this thing where, like, you like to do it, but you also don't want to be, I don't know, you don't want to be the guy that does the joke that every comic would do in that town, you know? So, like, yeah. sometimes you go into a town and you see the... I don't know, the train station or whatever, and you're like, oh, and you start to say it, and then, like, part of your brain goes, I bet every comic says it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you kind of go like, well, I at least want to try to have a more specific joke about the local thing. But if something really digs at you in this small town, yeah, it, it's too fun to ignore. Yeah. It, yeah. So right. it just depends, man. But yeah, I when like there's to something it, to actually... Feel fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When there's something to actually grab onto. Uh, one yeah. thing I did want to ask you, because this has sort of been a, a bit of a debate going on in Canadian comedy, especially in the last couple of years, how much of a process it is for Canadian comics who, if they want to go and work stateside, which of course, you know, a lot of us do because it becomes sort of a factory here and everybody's trying to get to LA or New York. Um, but it's such a difficult process for Canadians to actually get the paperwork and, and get 
the permission to go and sort of work in the States. For you, what's that like as an American comic coming up and working in Canada is just as simple as, okay, I'm booked on this thing. Here's my plane ticket and off I go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, uh, it's that easy. And, and I didn't know about, I didn't know about the difficulties of, you know, of the reverse of you guys coming down here until I, I started working. I used to work this, uh, club in vancouver the comedy mix i yep. started working there in like 2009 and you know i would um you just befriend local people right so i would become friends with all these local comics and like i was coming like twice a year and uh you know i think it was a few times before i, I was like oh man what are you coming down and they're like what are you talking about what do you mean what am i coming down like, i'm not coming down <laughs> and i learned of of the the difficulties Canadian comic space, I, I can only chalk it up to, like, it's just one of those super unfair injustices that is, you know, it, it's just a, a, a bureaucratic BS and a privilege that we get to go up there, but it's not, it's not you know, it's not granted to you. And uh, it, it's really upsetting, honestly. When I think about it, I'm like, that's just, it's just so unfair. And I, it, it, does, it bothers me that that, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to guys and they're like, well, I can't be on any of the, I can't be on the bill. I can't be advertised. They can't pay me directly. They can't, I'm like, dude, like I, I, I feel for you. I mean, I just, I don't understand why it has to be that way. And it is true. And it, even the ones who sort of do make it through that gate, and it's really a financial thing for most Canadian comics. It's just the simple fact of, you know, I don't have 10 grand to set aside for lawyer fees and all that stuff to get the paperwork done. But it's also credits, yeah. too, because Canadian comics, you know, you could have any number of Canadian festivals under your belt, like Halifax or or Winnipeg or anything like that. But the, really, the only one that sort of holds any ground when you go to the States is really just for laughs. I think that's really our only big recognized one in the U.S. in that side of the industry. Yeah, yeah. Just for laughs is a big deal. Obviously, any, like, you know, TV stuff, you're on a show or something, that helps. But it's just like, I can't believe how hard it is for you guys to come do like a weekend at a club and the reverse for us is just like a walk in the park. It's just one of those things where you're like, wow, I, I cannot believe how privileged I am and how the, you know, it's just not reciprocated. I just feel like it's, it's ridiculous, man. So I did want to ask, you know, you have the, the Netflix specials out, you have this new tour happening uh, you're returning to Just for Laughs again. You're returning to Toronto here. What's sort of the next big ultimate dream gig for you? I mean, what's what's something that maybe was on your career milestone list that, you, that you're still working towards? Um, you know, I really want to make this movie. A, a buddy of mine, are, uh, we're, we have this um, script that we're, we're working to, to get made, and that would be something that I would love to come together. So it's something I'm working on. Um, that is uh, definitely a big goal of mine, and that's that's really what I'm I'm focused on doing. That I mean, I'm gonna obviously keep touring and and doing stand up and doing the podcast, but uh, making a movie would be a, a big career goal for me. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And I uh, I'm just curious to ask this of everyone: Who was your major influence in comedy? Who was your favorite before you started doing this? You know, it, it kind of changed. Like with with age, I feel like. 
growing up, I, I listened to a lot of guys. I feel like the comic that I was really influenced by right before I started comedy was Chris Rock. Like, that was right at the era where he really popped off, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, you know? And everything he talked about was, like, right in the zeitgeist, and he was just killing, and I was like, this is incredible. And then the comic that I was probably most influenced by after I started, where I felt I felt akin to, oh, I, 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 I kind of see what this guy is doing, and I feel drawn to it. I want to be like that. It was probably Dave Attell, you know, because I, I felt like, oh, this guy's, you know, I, I just felt like I was more like him yeah. in a way. And, uh, and when I heard him do stand-up, and I was like a new stand-up, I was like, oh, that's what I want to be. I want to be like that guy, you know? Yeah, just that very sort of just blunt dry, no BS kind of filter happening there. Uh, so once again, that's been Tom Segura on the show with us. And listeners, you can catch him. He's coming back here in Toronto in September. He'll be here September 30th, headlining at the Sony Center for JFL 42. And of course, back to Just for Laughs in Montreal this July 26th uh, as part of his No Teeth, No Entry Tour. Tom, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Thank you for having me. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sander Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's a tip for homeowners. I call it Know Your Home. And what I mean is go out with your realtor to see comparable properties so that as a homeowner, you are better informed about what your home might be worth. Even if you're not planning on selling, it's important to keep informed for refinancing, renovation investments, or just for the fact of being surprised at what your home may be worth to continue to love it. Or call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Awesome job, Dean, on that interview with Tom Segura appearing at Just for Laughs uh, 2017. What? It was so good. It was probably one of the best I've heard. Probably. It was very insightful. And I think he's going to bump me off this. But we've got the great Courtney Gilmore, Sam Burns, and Foad HP appearing in the homegrown competition, which is a critical one at JFL because um, great acts like uh, DJ Demers, who was on America's Top Talent, by the way. And Conan. And Conan. Mm -hmm. And Kay Trevor Wilson from Letterkenny and about 100 other things. Yep. Um, it's a great launching pads for talent like the ones in the room today. I thank so much for you guys to come out. And um, the other people, David Spade Gala is going to be there with Jeff Ross and Lucas Brothers, Catherine Ryan, Kay Trevor's on that. Colin Jost and Michael K. Gala. Um, Michael K. Is that like, they like that one? Jim Norton. I can't wait to see that actually. Rick Mercer Gala with Arthur Simeon, David Badiel, Carl Barron, Wow, there's a lot. Of, Howie Mandel, all-star comedy. I'm going to that with Cedric the Entertainer, um, Christelle Alonzo, Sashir Samada, and Orny Adams. There's so many great talent at JFL. If you have an opportunity, it's a great uh, place to go this summer. Going on now till the end of July. And uh, where can we catch our homegrowners? Courtney Gilmer, where's your next gig coming up? Um, July 24th, I'll be at the Rivoli. Nice. It's going to be a fun show. And uh, 25th at Drake Underground, also a great show, both at around 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 9 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Sam Burns? Uh, I'm going to be on the Rivoli the 17th and the 24th. 
and uh, I'm doing I'm doing I'll be doing a vegan festival in London. Oh yeah, so, I'll be there too. Yeah. Vegan festival. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm a vegan sometimes, so that sounds really cool. Um, and Foad HP. I am vegan all the time, but I am definitely not on the oh. vegan festival. Oh. I, <laughs> I am doing uh, the Kapow Fest at 120 Church, and that runs from the 20th to the 23rd. And I will be there on the Thursday and the Sunday. It's great you guys are getting a lot of stage time before your big homegrown appearance, right, guys? Mm-hmm. You gotta you yeah. gotta get out there and just smash out what you're gonna what's gonna work, right? Yeah. Yes. For sure. Tight seven. Yes. Tight seven. Real Listen, tight. do I sound like a big producer? Tight seven, everybody. Yeah. I know nothing of the sort. Yeah. Uh, Dean, do you have any gigs at all? Or you yeah, just, of course. Always tour oh, excuse me, the tour. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, the Cal was an indie tour. We have stuff for that. But just, you know what? I'm not going to read a big list of things like you just so expertly did there, Sandra. But uh, go to tindertales.ca or talkable.co. Oh, sorry. That's when you know you have a lot of gigs. That's right. Thanks to our guest, MC Giuseppe, here in the background, who uh, covers north of Highway 7. Vaughn. <laughs> Any gigs there. Thanks, Courtney Eves and Techie Tom. Tune in every week and check us out on social media. It's Inside Jokes, your show about comedy. On Talk Radio AM 640. Hey there, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for this week's comedy listings. Don't miss Jarrett Campbell, July 19th to 23rd at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. Massimo is back in town July 21st to 22nd at the Yuck Yucks Hamilton. And Absolute Comedy's Prove Your Comic Competition continues with headliner Sterling Scott and host Brandon McKeegan July 18th to 23rd. And check out tindertales.ca for all of our upcoming summer shows. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows and now thanks to modern technology we have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call the best of frantic times it is and it's free find us on the google just search the frantics podcast and start downloading the best of frantic times boot to the head and now it's time for our comedy rx this week featuring Tom Segura. I was in uh, London, Canada. Um, they have one. And doesn't that kind of bother you a little bit? Like when a barely city is like, let's just name it after an awesome city. <laughs> and they have the nerve to ask you, like, how do you like London? The real one or this turd you put in a dress? Because, like, the f- balls on Paris, Tennessee, to name their city Paris. And then they built a mini Eiffel Tower, like you're gonna walk around confused, like, well, bonjour, I don't even know where I'm at. Can I get me a croissant? (laughs) Paris, Tennessee. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern Courtney for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Joke 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.